Welcome to the Get Fit AF with Angie Fraser podcast, a fitness channel with a difference. We aim to challenge traditional views on fitness and what it means to be fit AF. We cover real questions from real people, including my clients and friends, chat with inspiring and passionate people, and maybe the odd rant along the way. Join us to get fit AF without the bullshit. Welcome, Kate Martin, my coach. Welcome to this discussion and (laughs) great to finally have you on the podcast. I'm wanting to chat to you today about um, small business and how coaching can help us get through interesting times but first of all can I get you to introduce yourself please (laughs) thanks Angie I love it when people think outside the box and obviously that's what we're doing this piece of content for today because with the amount of lockdownness going on around the country um as we said before you started the recording there's something sometimes there's other things that you can do to help yourself other than just wait it out because if um, if anybody listening is in Victoria we know what it's like to not just wait it out <laughs> we've been mm. in lockdown for hundreds of days but in saying that I guess well I don't really know what I presume you're interviewing me to help share ideas with some of the businesses that you know but my background has been similar to your own in that I've been in fitness, health, nutrition, massage, personal training for over two decades. And of the last decade of that, I've also been coaching other personal trainers, studio owners, online nutrition, massage people in the health genre and helping them with their business. Um, Probably because I've always had at least 10 projects active at once. Not all have flourished, uh, but coming up with ideas is certainly not a problem that I have. No, it's it's definitely not a problem. And actually the last few years, because I I met you and we worked together a few years ago for the first time to help you with your business. um, The reason I find I get off on just this project of helping you guys is because I almost get to live through you. Each one of you has, you know, between two and five projects active all at once. Mm -hmm. And so there's my 50 projects. Yes. So it's really fun. It's not the only thing that I do. So I, I do want to share with people, I guess, some of the creative ways that you can think outside the box because I think it's very important for us to be making as many choices and decisions that we can actively and proactively and positively make because it makes you feel better as an individual. And if you feel better as an individual, obviously then there's less stress circulating in as a community and in just the house and within yourself. So I think everything starts with us. And I think that business owners are change makers and we're eternally optimistic, but there's a big difference between you know, being a business owner and having a job for yourself and thinking a little bit more entrepreneurial minded. So yeah. Yes, I, I hope that that's a bit of an, <laughs> that's a bit of an intro. That's um, a- The last decade, I've been a single mother as well. And I just want to say in that time of being a single mother, I've had four home loans approved by banks with a dependent, as in the child, 
for that, as you know, in Australia, that's not a small feat to have no. that many tax returns in that say a certain amount of money. So anyway, I just wanted to prove that's the claim to fame. This is not, it's not one of those common business coaching things that you see online at the moment because every second person mm. seems to be doing it now. No, and that's that's what I want to say. Um, you are certainly not the um, the standard business coach or what we expect from the adverts that we see online. And if anyone is a personal trainer that's listening, you probably get bombarded with paid adverts from the next guru all the time, promising everything, promising their system of doing things. And what I love about working with you, Kate, is that, and I wouldn't have worked with you again if I didn't, um, is that you don't do a one-size-fits-all approach. Your advice is not contingent upon whether you can do funnels or some kind of other technical thing or have an amazing website or bombard people um, with messages. So that really fits in with my values. I wouldn't want to do any of those things. Um, and you just know bullshit as well. So I really appreciate that. And um, I think you're a great example of what a business coach should be. Sadly, we do see a lot of that other stuff out there. How do you go with um, not competing, but try, uh, trying to get through to your ideal client when there, there is so much mixed messaging out there around um, business coaching and success? It's similar to personal training. Sorry, exactly. I'm just going to say. Yeah. It is very. Everything yeah. is. Everything is buyer beware. I think um, something that I aimed for subconsciously in the health and fitness personal training genre was always to educate people so much so that they didn't ever, they didn't need you. They might have used you for ongoing education, a little bit of accountability as well. And they would come back in droves and refer people in droves because you just worry about doing a good job with the person in front of you instead of trying to take over the world and run it as a numbers game. Because you can definitely do that in the personal training field, as can people do that in the business coaching field, as can anybody do it in online when you're running an ad and you're trying to accumulate clients and leads. I think it's just important to remember that as long as you run from a service perspective, you don't necessarily have to take over the world. But one of the things and the reason I think we resonate with each other is because we are both so no bullshit. I've always had the MO of educating the clients with no bullshit. And I don't just mean in the business coaching realm. I mean, educating them on how to choose a trainer. I was often writing articles on here are 10, 20, 10 and 20 tips on how to choose a personal trainer but rather than focusing on the bad stuff that's out there as well, I think it's actually more important to focus on your own game. So all of us just get to focus on our own game, how we're helping people, because the thing I've noticed with women is we have this great observation skill. And if you go into our business, any business, health and fitness or business coaching, and you go into it with a broad lens and you think, well, I must analyze the competition and do my traditional SWOT plan of my business plan, if anything, it just really causes you to stop putting content out or yep. think you start feeling inferior immediately because all of a sudden you don't know as much as the next person. I also find with myself, if I start listening to too many people, 
I start sounding like them. I actually repeat what they say. I've heard myself do it and I, mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. So I don't, I put on purpose, don't, I would listen to very few people as in I don't necessarily follow people to be motivated yeah. or any yeah. of that stuff. I don't need to be motivated. That's like a, really, a really interesting point because I, I remember you saying stop consuming other people's content mm-hmm. and I didn't realise that I was to a degree and now I'm too busy to do that anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't do it. But I will often get messages from people locally saying, oh, did you see such and such a new fitness business or such and such is doing this or whatever? And I actually haven't because I'm too busy worrying about what I'm doing to worry about what they're doing. Even my mum is has a fitness business in town, as you know, and people say to me, oh, so what's your mum doing about the blah, blah, blah? Like, what's this new thing she's doing? And I'm like, I don't actually know. Because when I see my mum, I see her as my mum. I'm not, you know, you're just so focused on what you're doing. And look, it's a better place to be. But what I do notice is how many people are consumers of content around them, including especially fitness content. Actually, good point. I think you can either be a consumer or you can be a creator. Yeah. And one of the easiest ways to create things is because you're sharing it with your clients, isn't it? Actually, Mm. as you were saying that, when you said, you know, my clients ask me, do I know what XYZ competition is doing? And you don't really know until the client goes and tries the other gym and then comes back and said, oh, by the way, for four weeks, I've been over there and I hurt my back. Then you're like, oh, the other gyms exist. That's right. Yes. But it's almost in the realm of what, I guess we need the people to do it and it's what women do anyway, but it's in the realm of gossip. And Mm. when you just don't have time for it, you don't have time for it. So you're learning to be selective with what your brain and your time focuses on. And I think now even more, it's even more important because everybody's online. If we're in lockdown, you're not doing as much. So it's really important to, I guess, control and monitor what you're spending on your time. Mental energy on. Um, I did here a while back and this is perfect because I want to share um, what I'm doing. Um, I, I like to tell people that I'm getting coached as well, because I think that in all honest, in all honesty, you can't be a great coach unless you on occasion get coached as well, whether that is with your fitness goals or with your business goals or something completely different. I think it's really important to get coached yourself so you can have some empathy for what the process is like you can also see what works well what doesn't um a while back I had someone come to me and say oh um another personal trainer was asking who you're working with for your marketing um you know and asking around or something and I thought that was quite flattering because obviously they have noticed the effort going in um it's not just one person that I'm working with in regards to those things, but obviously through the process of working with you, I've grown so much and it got me thinking about how personal trainers have a tendency to look at what, what others are doing and think, well, maybe I need to do that as well. But the point is that they won't, even if I'm quite, I'm more than happy for them, whoever they were to come and sign up with you because their process is going to be so different to mine. Very much actually. Well, yes, I guess. And some, sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. Um, 
well, what they're pre- what I'm personally prepared yeah. to put in might be different yeah. to them. Um, how you do it, yeah. Because you know, I approach everything in a different way. As yes. in, I can't help everybody either. It's this. I don't see the Me business either. coaching genre any different to exactly how you would onboard somebody. You'd like to be able to speak to them to make sure they've got, I don't know, two legs, or you know, they're not really going to be disrupted by traveling to Botswana in two weeks from now the training's not going to work who's going there anyway who's going anywhere no one <laughs> sorry to rub it in <laughs> um and now I've totally lost track you've lost your train of thought <laughs> I have another thought yeah oh I had one where's it gone it's here it's that um even in my small community there are enough clients for everyone none of us can have all the clients and personally as you say you can't help any everyone I feel exactly the same I get mentally overloaded if I have just one or two too many people I'm onboarding at the one time so I've learned Mm. over the last few years to keep it down even though your gurus out there would tell you get more clients triple your client base to me that is the most stressful scenario possible personally it might not be for somebody else no do you know what it's about working with your with yourself isn't it it's about working Mm. with what you with what you can actually handle but I guess you don't really know none of us really know until you've tried on all those different versions or at least some of them but it does come down to trusting yourself, doesn't it? Trusting, yeah. trusting your body to get the result, learning, you know, why you tailor things to people with their body and their nutrition and you don't write, <laughs> don't write a food plan or they're not following a curriculum. Of course, there are still principles that you follow. It's just that maybe person A in comparison to person B is going to implement them in a slightly different order. They're also going to have to implement them at a different rate. And a different pace and they have different external environmental things going on they have different yep. ways that they absorb nutrients everything is so different for for everybody that's right that's the beauty of working with humans what what is it that you uh really like about working with humans or and or dislike please share <laughs> i don't have any gossip for you on this one about not liking anything about humans unfortunately no, I, I find... think you're so far along you don't absorb you don't sort of you know maybe you're so well trained that way or wiser. Maybe. I don't know no better at all. I think it's just maybe in comparison to maybe it's more extroverted. I don't know. Like I don't I haven't gone so far down the track of analyzing myself and I haven't done my human design and I haven't done mm. my whatever cards, signs, whatever. Um. Um, but I have a lot of friends that want to book me in to do that stuff because they do oh. it. <laughs> so I hear it around the edges. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could be a bit of that. Um, I think even if you do know your personality or you don't know your personality, everybody's there to teach us a lesson anyway. Um, if I go back to, I can tell you what I have noticed the last couple, the last couple of years of, being online only because a few years ago I left the physical business in the local city and moved a few hours south and at that point I went well I'm just just have to do one thing so I can focus on one this is not like me I thought I have to just do one thing just for one month I can do that while I get my daughter settled into a new school while I move down to be near my new partner 
new partner of multiple years, but I, I'd never, I'm never moving again for a boy, I said. Anyway, I did. <laughs> um, so I moved and got my mum came with me as well. So I wanted to get her settled in. Anyway, it turns out it, it took off. And that, that was really the launch of where I started yelling on the internet, hey, I help personal trainers. Like before that, we used to meet outside a big box gym at a cafe and I'd have five to 10 of them there every week at a meeting and the meeting would go for 12 weeks. And, you know, they'd we'd be doing paperwork. Like I didn't really know how to use the internet except for I was using it to help my clients with. So anyway, when, we, when I moved down here, I yelled on the internet, hey, I help these people. And it took off from that because I just put out helpful content. And I think you found me via one of the first set of ads that I ever ran, actually. Yeah, I can't remember. I remember you, you, emailed, you messaged me and you said, hey, your link's not working. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or I can't get it to open or something. I'm like, oh, my God, Shokara, it's not working. So something was broken. <laughs> Welcome to technology. Yes. Um, and anyway, so that it, it flourished and it, it took off. And then, you know, two years later, then we have lockdowns and COVID. Um, I get my energy from human beings, though. So I will tell you that. But what I've noticed of myself in the last few years is I can now be very selective with who I work with. Um, whereas in the personal training space, yeah. I still felt like because I was servicing, you know, over 100 people, it, there was still a lot there that weren't my best mates. And I still had to have good customer service, even if I wouldn't have chosen to have interactions with that person ongoing on a regular basis or I wouldn't invite that person over to my house having said that I pretty much will invite everybody to my house for a coffee or something because I'm just like that yeah but if you're like us right now you're not allowed to I know we're not allowed to either <laughs> but I still do it anyway I invite them they don't come because everybody I know is a real follower so it's all fine <laughs> um so you know we we just had a rung of birthdays in our house all by ourselves oh it's sad whatever half the country is doing the same thing yes. um actually if anyone's got like party pop-up businesses at home they would be making a killing so just got to think outside the square I yeah think the short answer oh sorry, sorry. Go. the short answer is i like humans a lot i just really <laughs> like working with humans i've yeah. noticed the last couple of years i've been able to be much more polarizing in what i say um, and what's made my job even easier, as you know, because you've just finished another 90 days with me, but what's made my job even easier is because I'm so relentlessly now just being myself. If I want to post about something that's irrelevant and I want to go on about politics, rarely, but if I do, for example, and people don't agree with me being on the left or the right, by the way, I don't know what's what, I don't really care. But if, let's say, I'm saying it's not black, it's pink. And... <laughs> That's me being me. And so you can either decide to eliminate me and the baby in the bathwater or you can just be open to the fact that, oh, well, whatever, she's opinionated. But when that person goes through coaching with me, nothing I say is a surprise mm. because I've been fully myself. But yeah. I guess because go back a decade ago when I started online, I wasn't as comfortable just being myself on the internet. Oh, I wasn't. I was only I, putting content out. Way. You're the other way. I don't know how to not be myself. Good. I've never, I've never had that experience personally. 
well, that's a really good thing. See, well, then therefore you're more enlightened than me. Mm, except, yeah, on the human side of things, maybe. I, I've never held back online and I have had backlash from it and it's interesting. And I think when you talk about putting your opinion out there, I think it's important for people to see opinions. It doesn't mean you have to agree with it or even disagree or even start disliking the person or have something just because they have a different point of view to you and now more than ever Mm. that is so relevant I think Mm. yes I think there's a lot of ways that you could be helping humans to teaching them your ways to be honest Mm. I'm my neighbor I don't know how to teach that one um, sorry I can't, I think I cut you off there before where were you going I don't know you'll have to cut me off but you won't get a word in okay all right <laughs> so back on the COVID and the lockdown stuff and and you are a business coach you're help you're certainly helping me what advice would you give to any type of small business dealing with lockdown right now? Because I know that there are quite a few small businesses in my community that I'm concerned about and I would like to see them survive this. Mm. I think um, pretend with yourself that it's worst case scenario. It's funny when, because I'm in Victoria, we've had it going on and on, on and off for a long time. I don't, none of us down here know what day it is. Mm. Two people in my family, one including myself, even forgot my daughter's birthday like, until oh. like the ninth hour right before. So we don't, oh. we really don't know what day it is. So, so I have so many thoughts on this. I heard an accountant say to somebody the other day, as in the lady messaged me, she'd asked for some help and I said, well, what can you tell me about blah, blah, blah? Could you possibly do it this way? This is not a fitness business. This is just me having my million ideas and wanting to share other ways that businesses can survive because there is always a way to pivot, which is an overused word, but they're just mm. It might not be within the realm of your current delivery of the skill set that you've got right now, but it, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to take a full 180-degree step or actually even go and get another degree or any other qualification or into a new niche. It doesn't mean you have to go from mowing lawns to selling mobile phones it doesn't mean that but it means if you can be willing and open just decide with yourself that there are other options I'm open to other options I will find other options I will dream about other options I will have conversations to create other options I will wake up with ideas I will talk to people and I'll get the ideas be careful who you get information from sometimes um, for example this lady I said oh what about this 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 and then I a friend of mine owns a business that was similar to hers. And I know that this friend of mine would have bought her business and meshed them together because she also buys businesses. So I introduced them. But then the, the lady who had the said business who'd asked for help, just asked for ideas really. And I was going to help her with an idea for free in a conversation. She'd said, oh, no, it doesn't matter now. Don't worry about it. My accountant has said that we just need to wait it out. Mm. We're in lockdown 6.0, which feels like lockdown 600. So I'm not quite sure what projection the accountant is doing in terms of Mm. how much debt can you be in? Yeah. When do they, nobody knows when this will be over, nobody. So 
if you don't have some form of digital product, digital product is good. Even if it's digital content in helping people with the stuff that you already do know, online is a bit of a longer game, as you know, Andy, like yeah, people are seeing stuff now. You're like, man, I've been at this for like five years. Yeah. And now they're asking, okay, great. But it's, yeah. a, it's a longer burn. But if you don't start, then you will have no audience to sell stuff to. And before we got on here, I thought of here's an example for somebody that might own a lawn mowing business. Now, I know in different states we have different restrictions of what's seen as an essential business and what's not. We're very, Victoria is very different to Sydney. Some ways it's harsher, some ways it's just better. Oh. Yeah, they're very, very different. <laughs> um, anyway, don't let's not get started. But um, for example, say you've got a lawn mowing business and you can't mow lawns. I don't know if it's essential up there, but it's, it was an essential here. Now, you can either choose to, I think, I think it's important that people do have a rest. Remember, I mean, we've often used the theory in my teachings, just decide to quit, just have a break. Yeah. You don't necessarily need to call your clients. Yeah, same <laughs> too, multiple times. It's really just the thought of it's surrender. Okay, I give up. Now what else? Which leaves the slate clean for more ideas. Say you have a lawn mowing business and you can't or a cafe and you can't execute how you used to what else as in what other similar businesses to you in the lawn mowing case it could be a landscaper it could be I guess builders it could be golf courses it could be retirement villages it could be who else has grass I don't know it could be teachers how to plant things it could be the nursery there could be um, as I said, landscape is building, but there are other people who you could one contact and potentially do things with, or two create some kind of digital product. By the way, what Angie and I are doing right now is a meeting on Zoom. If you're listening to the audio, and it is a potentially a digital product because it's just a digital piece of content. And as you know, as to all the people who've done. Um, my 90 days, especially over the pandemic, I'm talking about the business coaching course, is that because there are no borders now, because you don't necessarily need people within your 5, 10, 50 kilometer geographical location to use your services, there are people all over the world finding other people to help them with their services that yeah. know something. So yeah. you might know something about growing grass that I don't know. I can tell you right now, I have a dead patch that I really need to fix and no one is allowed to but, come over here and fix it. Yeah. I yeah. once had a personal training client before all of this um, and she was an older lady, a lovely woman and living fairly remotely, but her entire business is online. And she was doing really well and most of her clients were in the US and I used to love chatting to her about her business during our sessions. She teaches people horse tricks, how to do tricks with their horses. And this was way before. So if you're listening and you're thinking, oh God, like what can I teach people about lawn mowing? Hello. It's, it's, it's all comes down to mindset. Your mindset is mm. your biggest barrier. And if you are only thinking within your four walls of your small business up the main street of Musselbrook, for example, or whatever, that's where you'll stay. And I know that 
um, thinking outside of those boxes that we create for ourselves is uncomfortable because each time you've gotten me to get outside of my comfort zone, including doing a podcast, I was anti that for a bit. I was like, but because I trust, trust you have worked with you for so long now, I'm like, oh, all right, I know what's going to happen here. I'm going to resist. I'm going to feel uncomfortable. I'm going to do it anyway because I've paid Kate money to tell me to do it. <laughs> Not just for that reason because I know that it will work. But then you learn so much in the process and different things start opening up. Um, it may not be what you thought it was going to be, but it's personal growth regardless whether you and people are so afraid of inverted commas failure. And we all are. We're kind of programmed that way. But whenever I have made mistakes, I've learned from it as well. So how do you, I know how you coach me because we know each other so well now. And I think we, you know that I'm not too sensitive maybe. So you can speak really bluntly to me and that's kind of how I am. Or, you know, if you want to, you, you, ha you are gentle when you need to be as well. But <laughs> the resistance, because I see resistance obviously with personal mm -hmm. training clients and there's some resistance now around, but I don't, I don't do online I can't do online training with you. Mm. I want to go back to the shed. And it's like, well, that's great, but we, we can't. So we need to think mm. outside that box of what our training looks like. Um, how, do you, how, how do you deal with um, resistance from clients in general? In terms of, I just want to address the, I can't do online training with, your clients in particular, mm. because when you onboarded them to the shed yeah. where you are, your facility, you didn't say, look at week eight, we're all going to have to go online and you won't have a choice and you're not going to like it. Otherwise they yeah. would have been like, oh, I'm not going to sign up to that. So we've all been <laughs> thrown into this involuntary thing yes. where we just need to cope. And I think just having the thing there for them to do the on, and I'm speaking to all personal trainers or anybody who can just do online consultations now because you have to just have it there. If you build it, they will come. Eventually, like that image of the timetable that you put out, guys, if you haven't seen um, Angie's timetable, make sure you go and have a look at the image because it's brilliantly done and it just tells everybody what's available with you. And because she's built it, people will go into the thing, even if they're not her clients. And this happened all through the first lockdown that we experienced in Australia. As soon as you guys were online in 24 to 48 hours, actually, I was astounded and so happy for you all. Because let's face it, if, if my clients didn't survive, then I wouldn't have had a business and I would have had to pivot as well. So I did shoot myself for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Because if you guys don't get paid, I don't get paid. It's good. Yeah. Um, but they all they all pivoted and they all picked up clients from the Singapore accounting office, from other states in Australia, uh, and various other opportunities happened because of that. Um, I think if you're back into the business realm, if you're a business owner and You've, you either get to have the mindset of, I hate this word, but you're either an entrepreneur and you can make things up to help people and you can become that way inclined at any age um, 
or you hire people to help you do that if that's not your skill set because the two people that are usually at the top of a business or at the head of the company are the ideas person, the rebel, the radical, random, outspoken person, and the person that's next to them that crosses the T's and dots the I's. There's mm. a really good book that outlines those personalities called Rocket Fuel. Um, yeah, Henry, yeah, Henry Ford was apparently, he was the outspoken, the guy at the front, but he had an offside. I don't even know the guy's name. Nobody does. But he had somebody else that was a business partner. You just never heard of him. Um, Janine Ellis, the founder of Boost Juice, she's the cross T's dot I's person, even though she's oh. the front person. But as soon as she, she hired her husband, and I might have this story incorrect, but I think it goes like this. She hired her husband and he's the one that went out and bought the first 14, signed the lease for the first 14 uh, zones that were going up within Westfield shops. So uh-huh. they then put their house on the line. She's got a really, it's a really good book actually, but she'll tell you he's the, he's the cowboy and she's yep. the account, more the accountant. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. So, but they know their type. So trying to do anything, I think, by, your, by yourself, like you said, I've always used it mm-hmm. well for different things, but trying to do anything by yourself is probably a mistake. Um, even if it's just conversations with other business people, joining local business groups can be advantageous, knowing when to not be in them is also advantageous. But you either have the, <laughs> I'm talking about specific kinds of groups, but anyway. Yes. Um, you either have the mindset of an entrepreneur so you can fix other problems other than the niche that you're qualified in or that you might have spent $150,000 in setting up. I'm sorry. Mm. Sometimes you have to turn sideways to go forwards. Decide at what point you actually will cut your losses. Um, I find actually just making the decision with those things is often the hardest thing. But when you do, it does free up a lot of space and a lot of less stress, I suppose, for other opportunities to come forward. You will always have a skill set of some sort where you can help other people. Always. You don't have to turn yourself into a business coach. Um, and it, you'd be really surprised um, the skills that are transferable to, say, owning a cafe that would be transferable to actually owning a Jim's mowing franchise or something because, or vice versa. Well, actually, no, I'm not suggesting anyone getting food that doesn't know what they're doing. That's the only thing that I wouldn't touch, to be honest, only because I've had a girlfriend that's run restaurants and that's, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to break down what that teaspoon of food cost that goes into that thing. Uh, yeah, no, that's yeah. crazy. They're amazing. But because of the skill set that it takes, to run something like that, which is a finely oiled machine, it's so transferable to something else. Yeah. I think, I think it's just being open, like you said. Anyone that's owned to run a business, or particularly owned because of the not only the financial investment, but the emotional investment, mm. can is definitely very highly skilled outside of that. And as you know, I recently applied for part-time work. Just it was very random. And I just wanted to talk too about when you say knowing when to um, like call it a day, it's definitely a feeling to me. Everything that I've done so far in business has been a bit of a feeling. And I haven't at any point during 
all of the stuff we're dealing with now, I haven't had that feeling that I'm done with it. Um, but I did see this job come up and a part of my mind went, oh my God, I haven't written a resume for 15 years. I haven't applied for a job in 15 years. I've been self-employed for seven. Am I even still useful? And it turns out very useful. So that's nice to know. Um, and I think that we do learn so many skills um, running our own business that we just get in and get shit done because we have to. Mm. True. Um, and there you go. One of Angie's new skills and businesses could be that she helps you write your resume. Nah, no. Because <laughs> you want to do see. She just loves people that much. She just wants to take on 100 more people. Um, yeah, I didn't realise as much. But, yeah, very true. It's transferable to everything. Um, someone's approached me recently because she wants me to help her with her group of companies, with acquiring other companies. Because I've spent 20 years as a personal trainer, because I can... I don't care if the person is the CEO or if they're the janitor at the golf club. I know how they poo. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, but we really do. Like we see everybody as that kind of coach on a level playing field. Yes. And that's a huge, huge skill if you're a personal trainer and you're looking to do anything else. Actually, there's a lot of places that are looking for either online coaches or I can tell you now there's a lot of places that need help selling their software. And if you're a personal trainer and you know how to use the software, that's advantageous as well. But it, I guess it's going from the mindset of I've got this business. I work for myself. Creating, Having created a job for yourself is very different to mm. being an entrepreneur. So you, you could easily make some videos and show us how to clean the coffee machine. We need that here in the house because it's just broken. There's so many mm -hmm. things that I could be learning from a cafe that I'm going to try to look at digitally and, again, focus on you and just worry about you. Don't worry about the competition that there are heaps of people out there. There's no need initially to necessarily be selling anything if you're making digital content. And now I'm going to jump over to the topic that there are also hundreds of ways that you could potentially help anybody else if you know how to use your phone and you can video things and create digital content, for example. Um, like, for example, I've got a proposal in with my water filter company. Why? Because they sent me my invoice and said, hey, your filter's due for replacement. Now, I've bought off these guys for more than 10 years. I can see that they've just had their website redone, but the reason I go to them and I purchase things all the time is because when I have a phone call conversation with them, which is much easier than deciphering the information off the internet, I have to say, for me, yeah. then I know that I'm taken care of. But there's nowhere on their website or any of their social media pages of them speaking and explaining stuff. And I know that if this guy, who is actually a friend of mine's uncle, my friend put me onto them. I know that if there was a little bit more content, not only I know that they would get more sales through their website. So I told them. And so now they're getting back to me about me helping them with their with that side of the social thing, just because it's a technical skill yeah. that I know will increase traffic. And it's a very easily trackable data thing. So I'm just I guess I'm giving you an example of uh, look. 
this is not a Shopify shop. I'm not great with building websites. I just know that it's trackable. And within your, I guess it's being hopeful because within your network of the people that you as a business owner organically know, the people you know, the, the top 500 people that you know, within that network of people, you could create anything that you wanted to. You just have to be open to it. There are people within that network that know someone, that know someone else that could help you do it. But not if you don't learn to ask questions. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I can think of a lot of times I've called on my network and not in an MLM way, in a not at all. get helped way. And it's relationships, genuine relationships. Yeah. Or any well, any relationship. I think they fit into, I've done a lot of MLM when I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but yeah, we're not talking about that. But there's people on your A list who are your friends you can ask a favour. There's your B list of people who know kind of what you do and they'd probably help you if you asked. And then there's a C list, maybe you went to school with them and they don't really know what you do, so you have to tell them. But there's still people that you know. Mm. You know, I think, I think if anything, the only part of this that we're all in this together with is that people really are willing to help other people. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's true, Ange. I just know that that's my filter that I see things through. Yeah. I know it's not the filter that most people see things through. It's definitely not the filter, for example, the way my partner sees things, doesn't see things like that. Oh. I'm not here to change him. I'm just here to be me. And I see things like that, which is why I like people yeah i'm more the dog though you know how puppies jump on you all the time i'm not a mm. puppy are you mm. i'm trying to learn to be a cat with some people but i'm not gonna talk about some of the stories i'm hearing in our community at the moment but i i think you're right it depends what you focus on and who you focus on and again not maybe not paying attention to those things like the news, like the little stories, bad news stories that are coming out um, and focusing on what you're doing, what you're doing to get through it, how you're doing self-care is a big one for all of us at the moment. Mm. Um, and what do you want to do? Who do you want to help? Um, where are things going to go? That, that's been a big thing for me. I've gone into problem-solving mm. mode, but I enjoy that mode. Mm. Lately, I find it creative. I'm like, okay, there's a problem. We can't control this. What can we do? And I feel pretty energised by that. But there is that element of thinking, you know, what's going to happen in the future? There's circumstances outside of our control. Um, but I guess if, if we only focus on that, we're going to just have a pretty rough time in lockdown, aren't we? I think um, it helps to compress time as well. I heard this from, I am quoting someone, I think it's Jordan. Are you going to tell us a hack? I like <laughs> this one. I really like it. I think I've shared it with you anyway. It's from, um, do you know of Jordan Peterson? He's a famous psychologist. Now, whether people like him or not is no. irrelevant. Maybe. Uh, he's got some really interesting stories because his daughter, he and his wife's daughter, has very rare autoimmune disease, but it means that nearly every bone in her body has been broken before she before the age of 16 or something, I think it was. So she's had mm. so many surgeries, just spent a lot of time out for the family and a lot of stress. 
And he said the way that they coped, well, obviously they're alive, but the way that they coped was compressing time down to, okay, we can't see past this week. It doesn't matter. Just focus on this week. Okay, we can't see past this day. He said sometimes we had to bring it down to what's going on for this hour. And I've been doing hour. that. Hmm. I, love, been, I love sharing that with you guys. Yeah, I've been not because people are saying, oh, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. No. And sure, lockdown's going to go longer. And I'm like, don't know, just focusing on what I need to get done today, what I want to get done today as well is a big one for me. And if there's something that you've taught me, it's about doing in your business what you enjoy or how you want to deliver it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what's reinvigorated me within my business, especially at the moment. So, yeah, definitely just focusing down. I've been doing that without realising it was a thing. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> it's definitely, I don't think, look, nobody knows, but one of the things that my brain went to March, I think I started to tell the story, last year when we first all went into lockdown, I was messaging a girlfriend and a, 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 another practitioner and I said, well, be thankful you've got the internet. What happens if you lose that? And I shouldn't have said that to her, just enter into a spiral of, oh, my God, now what's going to happen? <laughs> but that's how my brain thinks. As I went, well, okay, so we've got this, we've got that. Well, I mean, we've got the internet. What else? Do, what else? How else could I do things if I didn't have the internet? I know mm. I went straight into thinking about what if I don't have the internet? Um, I think it's really important to understand that you still do have, you can either be a victim or you can choose yes. to have, power over a little bit of your routine yep um personally with me i have an issue with being reliant on the government full stop i don't know where that comes from but i just have i think it's a deeply ingrained childhood thing but i just refuse to be reliant on the government which is probably why i'll scramble especially with my back against the wall to not be reliant on the government Mm. i'm not saying that it's bad but obviously where is the money coming from yes my freaking tax bill. That's yeah. where I'm not getting any tax cuts, I'll tell you now. No, and nor do most businesses actually get grants, etc. But again, it comes from somewhere else. So yeah. eventually that system going, going in place don't exactly my words, is going to collapse. So you need to put your eggs in more than one basket. One basket being whatever the transaction is now where you create an income whether you work for somebody else or you work for yourself, I suppose we're talking to those people. If you work for for yourself, you have to have your eggs spread out mm. in a fun way. I don't know. It could be, it could be trading. It could be trading what, I don't know, real cash or crypto, or it could be real estate, or it could be teaching people things, or it could be going into business with someone else. If anyone wants to sell their business, that friend I mentioned before, she's actually looking to buy them. She's trying to do it around this area where we are in Geelong in yeah in Geelong in Victoria actually but I know she's open to everything um I wouldn't suggest yeah just message me actually because we have a whole (laughs) series I'm doing a series with her actually on for example why not to necessarily go through a business broker Hmm. they take a lot of money and they don't guarantee the sale of your thing either and they just do a little bit of advertising feel free to argue with me that with that point if you are a broker. And <laughs> well, maybe they do it differently. That's just all I've heard of. Yes. Um, 
like there was one of my old clients from Melbourne messaged me and said, hey, my personal trainer is selling his gym, blah, blah. Do you know anybody that could help? All she sent me was the broker advertisement. So he's gone through a broker. You have to pay a setup fee and then you pay them a percentage. Now, what I would have suggested was that one, he approach all of the um, local people who run similar businesses and he, without telling his clients, and he sell the client list to that trainer and he very gently moves them over there because it's guaranteed income for that other gym. But as mm-hmm. soon as you put it out publicly, no, nobody is going to buy a list no. of personal training clients. Why would they when you can just kind of start start your own they're going to disperse themselves and dissolve themselves into the community and go to other gyms unless you lead them where to go and he would have known that if he'd just held off and had a conversation is this um what's happening with fitness businesses down there um i've been thinking about this Mm. a bit and cara and i were talking yesterday cara down in melbourne talking yesterday about um so I've been giving my staff some work that is not what they would normally do as part of their job with me, given the situation. So some of that is pushing them outside their comfort zone, learning about how to do online work, which is totally different to just showing up and teaching classes in the shed Um, and speaking to Cara about that. And she said, look, you, you guys are in a unique situation Um, when when you're in Melbourne and you're a trainer, you're, you're a number, you're like, if you quit your job, they just have someone else lined up for it because there's so many fitness businesses, so many trainers down there in the gyms. And I was like, Oh yeah. Wow. So interesting. But then I wonder how many of those trainers that were in um, oversupply maybe down there are still going to be around. What's it going to look like in future? I think all, all but I don't know what the statistics are because, again, like you, I don't watch the news and not that the news publishes this anyway, but this no. would be on the government websites actually, the number of, well, we will know in a year or two yeah. um, how many businesses have closed. What I know and what I saw, another statistic of this morning though, which is even more hard-hitting and realer, one of the better English terms, is a friend her family friend just lost a son, another person to suicide. Mm. That's eight, eight people that I know within two degrees of separation of my personal self. I have never heard of statistics like this. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's not, it's not pleasant, but there's a lot of things that we, that aren't getting publicised, so just be conscious mm. of being an adult where you get your information from slash Honestly, look after yourself, look after your family, stay in your bubble. As in, and I don't mean stay within your five kilometer radius. That's not what (laughs) I mean. Don't watch, don't get your information from, you know, very um, political news outlets because they're not reporting all of the facts. No. And I guess, uh, sadly, a lot of fitness business Mm. owners could be at risk it's not a good place to be and I hope that they get some help with that um or all businesses but particularly I think fitness down down your way has taken a big hit um and probably in Sydney as well look 
It has, but the smart people pivot. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not just to give them an example. You made the example of, okay, well, we're doing that session time is now on Zoom so people can log in or they don't have to, whatever, have a class there anyway. The other thing that I'm talking about is either a shop to sell other products or information products, which is you talking, you teaching, because let's face it, if you're a health coach or a personal trainer, anybody that does consultations like that, it's the words that you say that they actually implement in between sessions that mm. makes the difference in the person's life. And when you get that, that's the transformation and that's how you implement it anyway. Yeah. You really can work from anywhere. You really can create some kind of product that's very, very simple to execute because you can just put it into a Facebook group and run it live until you take the content out and put it in a membership site. If you want to get technical, that's how to do it. Mm. It's a lot easier than what people think. Um, yeah. But again, it's mindset. I had a moment of pride catching up with some clients on a Zoom the other morning. We weren't, oh, they, they weren't logging on for me to go, okay, now do this. Okay, and now do a star jump. You know, we were logging on to literally catch up and they told me where they were at how they'd been implementing their training at home based on what I've taught them. And I was just like, amazing. That is awesome. Yes, yes, yes. You know, there's nothing better than empowering someone to do the thing themselves, really. And I don't know what some people think online training is I don't know how other people are delivering it because I'm not paying attention to those I know how I deliver it and it might not be what people expect I guess from fitness you know like you say it's our knowledge it's not it's not anyone can get a workout off YouTube and do it it means nothing it's the knowledge that you give people so yeah just thought I'd get that off my chest and agree with you on the on the sale of knowledge so maybe a lot of people and I know I was probably in a similar boat before I got coached yes I was of not understanding what you actually have to offer so how did you then can I ask you the question what do you remember there being a pivotal point where you started to understand the difference that your knowledge was making instead of just counting to 10 instead of counting to 10 nothing wrong with counting to 10 yeah no 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 yeah I know most of the time this is me with my clients blah 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 blah. oh you have an online business you teach horse tricks oh shit sorry I don't know what you're up to Um, (laughs) it takes about 40 seconds to do 12 reps I used to say I've been explaining that to my clients as well when they get caught up in how many yeah it's an interval anyway um what was I saying pivotal point probably getting uncomfortable and realizing that I wasn't going to die from getting uncomfortable or doing things that I was scared of doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you realized, I mean, did you get feedback from your clients that, Oh, look at that. They're actually, they're making the changes and I didn't do it for them virtually, which is yes. the end of doing the session. I just told them what to do. Oh, I get that all the time now. Yeah. Kate. that's just normal now. I'm talking about way back before I got coached by you. I probably wouldn't have realized that I have the power to do that. And so maybe someone 
with another type of small business doesn't realize they have more to offer than what they think um on that topic sorry yeah go no I cut you off then no I don't think I was really going to say anything I would the thing that helps people I think feel better about this whole thing is rather than thinking of what can I sell it's how can I help because it hits it hits everything it hits our human need to contribute which is why you're here Yes, and you did choose to be here right now. I don't know why. I don't know how that works, but obviously you just did. And so how can you help? What were you put here for? As in macro picture, but then also how can you help this week? Because the solution, I think, to feeling better across the board with everybody is contribute to other humans, which is why like us coaching health and all that stuff is such an amazing job that I don't yes. in any way because we're helping. Yes, even though humans are painful sometimes <laughs> but we still love them and we still I don't know what it is sometimes I ask myself the question why is it that you want to like um, improve things for other humans so badly what is it um, I don't I don't have the answer but there's that drive there I don't know what the answer is and I know that you would say it doesn't matter what the answer is <laughs> my uh, my family has been making fun of me for my entire life about me saving the world why are you trying to save the world stop trying yeah. to save the world my mum will still throw in the line of stop trying to save the world oh that's right I do that no I like it it's a fun job but I'm never <laughs> going to be finished yes maybe I'm that's never gonna, never gonna be finished the... it's just contribution yeah I and... know that when I don't contribute I feel I, I actually feel not worthy of being here. That's how Absolutely. I feel. And that's the whole reason, the only reason I went for that part-time job I did is because I was like, wow, that sounds amazing. It's helping people. I wouldn't have gone for a job. Like the only job that I've ever hated was working in a factory in the admin office. And like, what was the point of that? So I got into a bit of trouble there because I needed to spice it up for myself, didn't I? Because it was shit. That's all you like. <laughs> That's the only yeah. reason I think you pick human behaviour apart because it, it, it's entertaining. Honestly, your, your blogs, your emails, your videos, everything is actually very, very entertaining. Guys, you have to go back and watch some of Angie's stuff and make friends with her on Facebook because that's where she posts <laughs> her real good opinions, her got the, their gold. I thought I've been really um, reserved lately and I've been exercising a lot of self-control or I just haven't had time to post. That's the question. It's one or the other. Um, I like Either to way. think that I've been maturing maybe. I know I just (laughs) it's entertaining either way and see I'm jealous of that because I'm far from entertaining my stuff's really dry and straight to the point without a sense of humor my 13 year old will tell you oh I don't care I like it as well it's fine yeah it takes me a little bit longer to get a joke than a normal person so it's just as well yours are written down I know sometimes um, we have discussions and I get a blank look from you when I say something a little bit off centre, but um, you get there eventually. (laughs) And you are very bright. I'm not bright. I'll just appear on an online meeting and be like, hello. Yes. I don't think I'm like that online teaching classes, but maybe when I 
peer for a meeting. I'm not sure. Actually, the HR um, lady from the job that I just got rang me going, yay, congratulations, you got it. And I was like, oh, thanks. And she goes, oh, I thought you would have been more excited than that. And I was like, oh, sorry, I don't know you very well. I'm, you know, just going to be like, okay, what do we do next? <laughs> um, anyway, so what are your, well, I was getting to that before talking about fitness businesses, but where to mm. from here with your business and what are your predictions for the business landscape maybe post-lockdown? <laughs> Um, I don't know when that is. Settle in, guys, because you don't in. know. Settle in, because you don't know when it is. Um, I think, and this is a friend said this to me the other day. And she's not online, so you can't look her up. So, because I like to operate from, I'm probably more along the conspiracy theorist. What people are getting called that yeah, now, but like, whatever. But yes. to me, I just. I like to demonstrate to people, hey, what about this? But did you think of this? Yeah. But I've done that on every topic my entire life. It's just that now people are getting labeled. I'm like, oh, okay, we've got a label. I'll join the group. <laughs> whatever. You could honestly put me in whatever group you like. Um, the reason I'm saying this is I started even down that track going into uh, fear of, you know, what, but I know this, 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 this. What about this? What about that? And both ends of the stick have fear on them and somewhere in the middle is operating from knowing that you'll be okay because whether it stops soon or whether it doesn't, whether the government changes or whether it doesn't, whether everybody's healthy in the way that you want them to be or whether they're not, you have to be comfortable and firm in your own roots and planted that everything will be okay because it will and surround yourself with people who know that, who feel that, and who don't operate from fear on either end of the stick mm. because it's not helpful. It's definitely not helpful for you if you want to be um, self-generating in terms of your income because yeah. the reason it matters is because your vibe literally determines what you will get paid. I oh. know that that's not trackable. It's not trackable. It's the only untrackable metric that exists, but it's the only one that's important. It's and true. I come from Facebook land. I can track everything. I know how much it costs to acquire a client, how much it costs to get them to watch six seconds of this video. Yeah. But I thought you were going to rhyme just before and I was going to say, okay, that's it. No, just joking. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm going to tell you to make a TikTok video. Remember, you told me it one day when I always brought that up. <laughs> if you're going to tell me to do this about an exercise I was doing and say oh I saw that exercise on TikTok it was a banded push-up I was like mate I'm not on TikTok this is like a classic exercise it didn't come from TikTok anyway I'm not on TikTok but oh, I do apparently enjoy videos than me oh you are no, no. Uh, yes, oh. actually, I am. I made a video and my daughter said, oh, my God, she's 13. You look like somebody is holding you up, like, with a gun. I said, what? <laughs> she said, look on your face while you're doing this, pointing. Just stay on Facebook, Mum. Okay. It's not natural. <laughs> so anyway, have more than one egg in one basket. So yeah. how can you diversify yourself coming from helping people and just do a week at a time because you do not know 
you need an online plan, you need a lockdown plan, you need to be able to generate income while you're in lockdown because we don't know how long this will last. Nobody does. Even the people with crystal balls don't know. They don't. Yeah, they don't. I have friends with crystal balls. Well, on that note, if people would like to work with you, um, follow you, how can they contact you? So everything is on the front page of my website, which is katemartinmentor.com. Everything's there or Facebook, Instagram, really bad TikTok. So really no, bad. I, I'm, I'm only here for education. I'm not here for entertainment, as no, my daughter care. says. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sure. Or ask me a question if you'd like to as well. It's kate at katemartinmentor.com. That's my email address. I will always answer, um, even if you're not a client. Beautiful. And I'm always happy to have random conversations with people. If I can help people, I will tell them and maybe we can do a couple of paid chats. But I also refer people elsewhere, which I think every practitioner gets to learn how to do. Yes, absolutely. And I can vouch that you will have those conversations. I can vouch for that. And um, I think this is the longest podcast episode I've ever recorded. Yay, new PB. Um, so I'm going to leave it at that. There's probably a lot more we could say. But for now, I will catch you soon and I will post the links to you in the show notes. Awesome. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Andy. Thanks. Talk to you hey. soon. Bye.